Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's Suggestible Pod. Hello, James. It's good to be here. I've had a nap. I'm feeling good. This is peak optimum time for all of us. I've just woken up. For it all is. of us, I mean me and you. Fabulous. I have my lemon ginger tea. We're all set. My name is Claire. What is Suggestible Pod, James? Suggestible is as simple as this, everybody. Let me break oh, it down God, for you. Right? Give me goes. a second. Here we, we go. we half an hour. Make it snappy. Okay, I've written this rap. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we suggest uh. things. Uh, things that we've watched, listened, done, uh, t- people we've spoken to, things that we've eaten. Maybe we've had a fun <laughs> adventure. I know I haven't, but sometimes <laughs> one of us might. I've been to Perth. I said fun adventure. It was fun, mostly. I'm tired. I spend a lot of time with a three-year-old. It was exhausting. Okay, as always, Gentlemen's First, except that one time when I railed on about feminism, which I still believe in, by the way. Gentlemen's First on this podcast, James, what is your first suggestible? Uh, my first suggestible, Claire, well, I've got so many. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, is Mindhunter Season 2. Uh, this isn't oh, it's necessarily so spooky. It's a little bit spooky, but the thing is, it is a show about hunting serial killers and understanding serial killers. But it's more the the terrifying nature of it is not the gory kills. It's like the sitting down and talking with them, and just the eerie calmness, and just them talking about the acts of these people who really existed in real life are uh, committed. Like the way it kind of methodically goes through it, and the way people can kind of calmly kind of talk about them. Then I grabbed them and I did this and then, uh, you know what I mean? Okay. And they just kinda, How they, is that not spooky? That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it, it is. What did I say? <laughs> it is spooky. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, it's, it's, it was created by, the series was created by Joe uh, Penhole. It was based on the book of the same name. It's produced by David Fincher, who's an excellent filmmaker. You might know him from Fight Club. You might know him from the serial killer movie Zodiac with Robert Downey Jr., so it's set in 1977. It's the early days of uh, the FBI investigating serial killers. They didn't really have a name even initially. They they didn't understand why or how people would go about mass murdering just dozens of people just and, and also then go and then just integrate back into society. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like it didn't happen? Or... Yeah, exactly. Like it's almost like people compartmentalize their life. So is it something that was has always been present in human culture? Yes. But just something that didn't have a name yeah. or people hadn't recognized until when did you say the eighties? Uh the seventy seven when when this is said. Yeah. I mean there's been there's there is history of serial killers like, you know, like Jack the Ripper is one of the most famous ones, which was hundred or so years before I'm not exactly sure when Jack the Ripper two hundred. I don't know. A long time before that. Many years ago. Many years prior. What you're not a historian on the murders? <laughs> yes. You're only an expert in comic book film. And even film. then I wouldn't say I'm even that good, but No one's an expert on anything except for the people. Uh, Jack that are the experts. Ripper eighteen eighty eight. So uh so there's always been like it's always existed, like this idea of of psychopaths. But this is really about not only understanding them, but then using the information you have to then apply it to serial killers that are still out there. And so that's the point of, of the that show. They haven't been caught. Yeah, they're building a that profile. existing among us. Yes, they're building a profile. And it is there's, – there's a certain kind of set of rules that a lot of them uh, 
go by, not intentionally, but it's just kind of a pattern that they they kind of fall well, into. Well, what are the rules? Uh, often they're like disgruntled, um, like middle-aged white, or not even, uh, they're white men with like power fantasies, mother issues, uh, No, like they, they torture animals as kids and they move up into um, more graphic and, and violent crimes and, and, and things of that nature. Often have like like petty crimes as like they might have some juvie kind of stuff. Um, and, and Hang on, so are they are they usually men? So they're not women. Usually men. There, there are women? female serial killers that exist, but it's mostly men. Yeah. Whoa. Do you mm. reckon that's because there are lots of female serial killers, but they're too clever and they never get caught? That's entirely possible, but no, Claire. Don't women have something are, to tell you. As a, as, as I, a, I, I have been murdering people for hundreds of years. <laughs> not I, hundreds I, of years. I know, maybe ten Claire. Years. I don't care. Right? It doesn't bother me. It's just a hobby. We're it's married, fine. so I'm not allowed to tell anybody. You know how it is. <laughs> Except for all the people that listen to yeah, this podcast. That's true. Oh no! Oh, my plans been foiled <laughs> all this time. Like, I can't believe we didn't edit this bit out. I know. What were we thinking, Collings? Get to it. <laughs> Too sweet. But it stars uh, Jonathan Groff, who you might know. He originally played the English king in Hamilton. Oh, you love stars. Hamilton. He's great, yeah. That's your favourite uh, musical. Holt McCall. alert, it's That's amazing. true. It is amazing. Holt McCallany and Anne Tor. I Anna feel Torv. like that's not how you say his name. Probably not, yeah. So the second the second season is, it's still about interviewing serial killers, like they visit Charles Manson and a few and a few others, but... Season two is set during the Atlanta murders between the, um, which happened between seventy nine and eighty one, where basically the somebody was picking up young black kids in the neighborhood, boys, and then murdering them. And the police kind of weren't wasn't really taking notice. It was like these are runaways. There's a series of unconnected events and whatever. And it all, it's all very political. But it turns out that there's a serial killer in this area. This is a real guy. I'd, I'd never heard of him. And it follows them catching this person among also building a profile of serial killers and applying what they learnt in kind of season one to this new situation. Yeah. Aww. And it's just a really great show. The The second season is nine uh, episodes. First one is 10. It's and it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's spooky and whatever. And it is, it's spooky in the sense of you can be this person and then hide. You know what I mean? And just live and, your regular life yes. and be Joe at the supermarket buying your apples. Yeah. And there are people out there who – you know that they exist. They're real yeah, people. I mean, it's it's very uncommon. You're way more likely to, you know, die in a car crash or than be killed by a serial killer yes. or a plane crash. Yeah. I wonder what the statistics are. Whether you're more likely to die in a plane crash or be murdered by a serial killer. Somebody look that up for us. That'd be fantastic. Somebody look on Twitter at Aspenpod. Thank you so much. Excellent job. <laughs> I don't want to research that. Okay. Here is the thing. It kept mm. you up a bit at night. It right? did because you were away for the weekend. And you were all alone in our house with my dog. You bought a baseball bat. I bought a baseball bat, Claire. Don't even worry about it. I thought you were joking. And then I was watching telly last night. Glow, by the way, recommended last week. Excellent. And you've literally had a baseball bat. I bought a baseball bat. Is that going to stop a serial killer? No, no, probably not, but it, would, it makes me feel better. Do you know something else I, also, I, that's I should funny. point out as well, I bought a baseball bat and a bike pump because I didn't want to be the guy who goes <laughs> up and goes, one baseball bat, please. I don't want any gloves. I don't want a ball. I just want this bat. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I just had this realisation as well that that is literally the only sporting equipment that you own that you bought for yourself. I've got a basketball. Where? Where's oh, yeah. that That's basketball? That's a really good question. No, you don't have, have a, a basketball. I like basketball. I've played a lot of yeah, basketball. All I'm, I'm saying not, I'm not is, good. to my original point, you the only sporting equipment I've ever seen you buy personally for yourself other than for our son is a baseball bat and it is nothing to do with sport. It's to cave it someone's to head cave in. It's to cave someone's head in that maybe a serial killer that one day knocks on our door. 
It, it wasn't. It was look, mate. You are an ocean of complexities. Mate, I, I don't think I'm that complex. I think <laughs> I'm a very simple man with very base instincts. All right, okay. Yeah. So you have your baseball bat, and but it did keep you but up because I, yeah, I was away. But I do have this, like, I do have this paranoia that because I've a slightly raised public profile, like mm. I don't want anyone to know where we live. I don't want anyone to know anything about me. Personally or, or, or privately, you didn't want uh, anyone to know than, your name, and no. I outed you, and now I feel bad. I've, <laughs> so, I've I've put you to the point where you have now bought a baseball bat. And if it was just me, I probably wouldn't care as much because it's you know like if it was just me and someone murders me, I'm like, well, it's just me, you know. <laughs> but with a family, you might not feel like that. At the I know time. it's ridiculous. Which Actually, is, and that's not me saying to people, <laughs> look, listen, if it's just you. Don't even bother. I honestly, Just let I know, people murder I know you. that was a joke, but I really genuinely could see if a murderer came to my house that you would be like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, well. Look, it's okay. Just, just get it over with, It's mate. just me, all right? It's, it's fine. Just, it's right. Like, could we just make it quicker? Right? I mean, the world's burning up anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll die young yeah. with and, relatively fresh-faced. And then I watched it afterwards. I watched another uh, – it's a movie called The Clove-Hitch Killer, which is b- roughly based on the BTK murderer who shows up in – Mindhunter. Mm. Was that the one I was telling you about where yeah. he was basically, this is a true story and spoiler alert for this real event. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'm going to stop soon. He was, he murdered a bunch of women in the, uh, in the seventies, tormented police, sent notes, clues, hints. He's like, you know, all, all, all this kind of stuff and talked about what a great killer he was, disappeared, vanished. And it was assumed that he was dead. In 2004, someone wrote a book or an article that was like, he's probably dead or he's in jail for another crime. He'd be old now. You know, he's probably not much of a threat. Anyway, this guy re-emerged in 2000 and around that time and went, I'm still alive. And he sent in like memorabilia and notes that only the killer would know. He sent in a Whoa. disc um, and, and he asked them like a floppy disc, you know, the old the old floppy discs. You know what I'm talking about? I remember about. those that were never floppy. Such a like well, no, a they weird were before name. that. There, there was a there oh, were, were the they big, those bigger, the bigger ones, ones that were yeah. floppy, and then they became hard, but people still yeah. called them floppy. I believe so. Yeah. Anyway, I sent them in, and he's like, <laughs> and he's a funny like, word, it, floppy. It certainly is. He goes, "Can you track me from a floppy disk uh, and be honest?" And that, and they were like, "We can't track you." So he sent it in. He'd wiped it, but there's still data still on a disk, even when you do wipe it. So they found this dude, and he's just some fucking no nothing guy living out, just living with a family. He's like, he was like 70, his name's Dennis Radar or something like that. Just And he's like church going, regular job. And he's just, he just murdered a bunch of people for no reason. Whoa. Yeah. And if he had have just shut his mouth, he would have got away with it. <laughs> wow. And then he must couldn't be help himself. Well, there is, there's often an ego and a need to return to the scene. Anyway, I've spoken for way too long. You this have, is, you've banged yeah, up rages. Sorry. It does remind me of that other show that I loved. I mean, I find it really difficult to watch that kind of stuff because it gets in my head and yeah. I wake up and I, and also especially being You don't need to worry now, too. Claire, we've got a baseball Oh, yeah, battery. we're all fine. Everything is fine. No, but there was that other one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called about the bomb, the serial bomber. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, the, Paul Bettany was in it. Um, yeah, there was yeah. a doco and then there was also like a TV series yeah. and it was brilliant. Yes. It's on Netflix as well. Manhunt was Manhunt. Yeah. That's yeah. right, which is initially what I thought you were watching when you were calling it Mindhunter. Yeah. But it's Manhunt. It's, you know, it's amazing. The difference really between Manhunt and, and this is that guy, and I do not condone the bombs that he sent to people – his manifesto is like society's breaking down, people aren't talking to each other, there's a disconnect between people and nature and all of those things. And Which I'm like, is everything I is, say to you yeah. all of the time. I'm like, that is true. I don't but, send bombs though. But also, don't be sending bombs to people. Yeah, he killed a lot of people. Yeah. No, he didn't. Good. He didn't kill that many. Oh, yeah. he did. In, well, he, he didn't. He tried people, to. Because he sent a bomb to a workplace, an office yeah, a few, building yeah. like that exploded. Like he, I think he killed a few, 
but he ma- and he maimed a few. But yeah, he didn't. I'm fairly confident that anyway, it's neither here nor there. No, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, all those things. If you feel like getting terrified in the middle of the night, go and watch them. All right, can I do mine now? I'm sorry. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so. I'm going to throw up the format a little bit. We're going to move into something nice and fun. Oh. I have got two of my favourite salads to recommend. That's okay. right. Some salads everyone likes to eat. Okay, the first one I have made for so many people over the years and they love it. I don't know where I got it from. I think it was the Age newspaper. It was a clipping and I clipped it out and stuck it in my recipe scrapbook. That's Very right. Good. I have a scrapbook. I have it here. I've had it since 2003. The scrapbook nerd. You put your bloody... Oh, whatever. It's got sunflowers on the front. It's beautiful. Don't interrupt me. It's Sorry. my turn. I have the floor. So... The first one is my chickpea roast pumpkin and crispy bacon salad. That is a good salad. Exactly. We made that for Matt and Lauren who came around the other day for lunch and it's a delight. I often make it with chicken as well. You chuck in a bit of chicken in there and makes it a bit I of a hearty do. meal. Exactly. You combine pumpkin, oil and garlic and roast it and then you also put the bacon in the oven and make it all crispy and crackly and crunchy and then... You have a can of chickpeas, coriander or parsley because you don't want coriander and it's a bold statement to put coriander in something if you're making it for other yeah, people. Yeah, be telling people you're putting coriander in. Yeah. Don't just be yeah. doing it. I never, yeah, I know because I it's love like it. It's like in a menu. They don't put coriander on a menu. And That's your an important head item that you need to put because on Because it's there. a gene, right? The coriander yeah. gene. So it's some like people have it. People. It makes them it throws back to when it was poisonous or something. It makes it taste like it's soap. Anyway, I would eat that that I was gonna call that shit. But I would. I would eat that shit for breakfast. I love <laughs> coriander. Anyway, and it has a- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The lemon and garlic dressing, which is literally just lemon juice, olive oil, and a crushed garlic clove. And it's a sheer delight. Everyone yeah. loves it. I often chuck in some feta, some Danish feta, if you're into that kind of thing. I am. Um, and also I put in some rocket as well or baby spinach leaves. Oh, very good. Toss it all around. And it is a sheer delight. Okay, so that is one salad that I recommend. Great inter- for a lunch. Very portable. It's interesting you say that because a Unabomber actually killed three people and injured oh, 23 others. God. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I'm trying to take it to somewhere light and fun. People's lives are hard enough. I'm sorry. Oh, going on about murderers. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, he's got something to tell us, I'm sure of it. Anyway, I'm also going to talk about another book that was recommended to me on one of my favourite podcasts, and this book is called Community. It is a recipe book, and it is by Hetty McKinnon, who has an amazing name. She used to live in Sydney. Now she lives in New York, and she has this – it's sort of the start of this empire Whoa, of food. Cosmopolitan lifestyle. It's salad recipes from the Arthur Street Kitchen, which was her business, and she used to cycle around Sydney just dropping off these delicious salads to everybody. And I know Wait. people – like, people, like people who want them? Yeah. No, just random strangers. She just throw them out. You know, tell me found them. like a bag of lemons at the door and I was like, I'm not eating a random bag of lemons. There was yeah. no note. No, that's right. It was just hanging on our door, which, by the way, I would start doing because we have a lot of lemons that's at the true. moment. Turns know? out and it's that, I, that weird neighbour. She wasn't weird. She was lovely. She was going through a hard time. She was. She gave us some lemons. Just leave a note though. I can't be eating random food delivered saying, to my man. house. I need to know. I didn't know they had a lemon tree. Do they have a lemon tree? Did she just go to the shops and buy 12 lemons? No, she had a lemon tree. I didn't see But we didn't know that until like weeks later when she was like, did you like my lemons? And I was like, yes. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't eat them because I wasn't sure where they came from. <laughs> Who knows? Don't be eating random food. Disney, if, if Disney has taught us anything, it's don't, don't eat fruit that people are leaving at your doorstep. Particularly from old ladies. Exactly. Exactly. You never know. That's Snow White, one of my favorite, not one of my favorite Disney movies. It's an old one. Anyway, back to my salad recipes. Yes. <sighs> Good Lord. So Hetty McKinnon would cycle her bike around and deliver these delicious salads. This one is my favorite from her book. It's called Spice Sweet Potato Pie Lentils and Rocket with Honey Roasted Walnuts. It's sugar and spice and all things nice. It is seriously one of the most delightful things have to I eat. Have this salad? You have. I've made it for you before. I What's make the, it when what, the what girls the come over on Thursdays. Chicken and salad and ham and, and salt. Oh, you're so, shut up over there. You shut up. It's sweet potato <laughs> lentils rocket with honey roasted walnuts. Do you remember the oh, honey roasted walnuts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mate, they're so delicious. Can you put pomegranates in that one? Uh, you can, but this one doesn't have pomegranates in it. Mm, but uh, you can do that. No, it's literally the parmesan cheese and the walnuts that really take this to the next level. She just make so, that then. Just that. Just parmesan just, cheese. Can you let me finish Sorry. my salad? Dear, dear God. So the sweet potatoes are roasted with the warming spices of cumin, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And the honey roasted walnuts have chili flakes, honey, turmeric, and sea salt. And you kind of roast them, they become kind of sticky and crunchy and just like magic. And then the the sweet vinaigrette that you put on top is honey, garlic, red wine vinegar, extra virgin olive oil, and sea salt and black pepper. And then the rest is pie lentils, all your roasted sweet potatoes with all your lovely herbs, like soft herbs including parsley, chervil, tarragon chives, dill and coriander, rocket leaves, and then your parmesan. And you just mix it all up together. You can have it warm. You can have it cold. You can make it for the week. It's a delight and I love it. And it just is very hearty and warming. And I often sometimes add chicken to it too because all her recipes are vegetarian. Sometimes – a girl just wants some meat. What's chip? <laughs> Did you like that? That's great. Did you mean Thanks, that? Mate. What do you mean? Sometimes a girl likes some meat. Yes, I like protein. I always feel like some protein. Okay. In my what's life. what's chervil? Is that uh, a thing that Richard Gere got in trouble for allegedly? <laughs> it's a tiny animal. It's a little it? squirrel, like a squirrel-esque animal. Ah, so no, it's just thing? another type of herb. It's like a le- leafy green herb. Let me tell you, chervil. I got enough herbs. We we don't need you. <laughs> Anyway, those are two delicious salads if you want something different to have for lunch. If you make them ahead, you can have them for the week in little – they keep really well too. Very Just, good. I feel like roasted anything, like with garlic and sea salt and It makes anything better. Oil. I agree. It does. It's a delight. It's, mm. a, it's awesome. It's a, it's a great time in your mouth. It's a whole party. <laughs> I would recommend Community by Hedy McKinnon as a great way of enjoying vegetables. The book is separated into all kinds of vegetables too. She has things on fungi, which are like all the mushrooms. Then she goes through like vegetable. all of the things like pumpkin and sweet potato and regular potatoes. Then she talks about like legumes and all of those vegetable. things. Um, yeah, and she has it. What do you mean? Legumes are vegetables. No, it's oh, a grain, God. Anyway, it's all separated into like chapters and I think it's really excellent. Did you know, actually, random fact, she has a whole chapter called Everybody Loves Brassicas. And do you know what brassicas are, James? First of all, why would I know this, that she has a whole chapter on a thing that I've never heard of? Well, you have heard of them. That's what I'm trying to ask you. Do you know what they are? No What idea. kind of veggies they are? This is probably boring for everybody else, but I enjoy it. It's good for your health. Broccoli, cauliflower, turnips, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, kale, cavolo, nero, and kohlrabi are all brassica family Okay, so vegetables. some vegetables. Got it. Correct. Exactly. They're really delish, though. Who doesn't love a broccoli? It's a meal in itself, mate. It's got that pocket of hot, I don't it trust looks like it. A t- <laughs> But it looks like a tiny tree. I know that. That's how I get our son to eat it. And, I mean, cauliflower, roasted, oh, magic. Or 
That's the cauliflower one with – I think that's the one you have had before, roasted cauliflower with the pomegranate mm. seeds. Oh, a sheer delight. Or covered in a cheese sauce. Who doesn't love a cauliflower and a cheese sauce? Me. All right, it's cheese 19 sauce minutes. Overrated. Move right in the, I feel like that was the best segment I've ever done and you looked at me like you were laughing through the whole thing. I wasn't laughing. I enjoy a salad as much as the next loser. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> – Oh, good God. Continue. I've picked, got a really good recommendation. I, me after too. This, so I picked this up. one just for you. <gasps> yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a comic by a French Ugh. comic writer and <laughs> artist <laughs> called Carole Mo- Morel. You can't maybe? even say the name. How would you say, is it Carol? C A R O L E? I don't know, mate. It's your suggestion. I'm spelling it to you. C A R O L E. What's that in French? C A R. A Carole? This is so boring. Carola? I don't anyway. know. Carola. 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 She. Carola. La 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 la. She wrote. She wrote. And <laughs> you're so happy with yourself. <laughs> Collings, just edit out this 10 minutes of laughter. <laughs> if you killed, that would be great. <laughs> Continue. I want to um, get to my recommendation. So it's called Louisa Now and Then. And it's the English translation is done by Mariko uh, Tamaki. Tamaki. Doesn't work, Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe. That's my friend, That's Joe. your best friend. It, or one well, of your many friends. I've got many friends, Claire. Oh, no, one of your three friends. <laughs> one of my three friends. <laughs> that you don't hit with a baseball bat. Yeah, that's true. Them. I used to have four. You do so, that. We should have one of those letterboxes where, you know, when people would open up the letterbox and just look an eyeball out of. You know, in those old-fashioned oh, yeah, letterboxes. Right, yeah. I could see you doing that and just like no, just look at the window. Oh, yeah. I can just look at the window and go, yeah, who's but that? The beauty of that is that you wouldn't be able to, no one would see your face. I don't care if someone sees me. Oh. I'll look and just go, I'm not here. I'm not here. Come back another day. All right. Anyway, this tell is us. a television. All right. Tell me what the thing that you recommended for me. Uh, Louisa now. Is Louisa now and then is set in Paris of 2013. Oh, I already like it. I thought you would. And it's about 33 year old Louisa, and she somehow through through time travel or or magic or whatever you want to call it, a 15 year old version of her from the past just kind of turns up in her area. And they and they and people in are in Paris. Yes, in Paris. So, and it's one of those things where it's it's highlighting the differences between being being you know in your teens and in, and in your thirties, the dreams that you kind of have as a teenager, which can be great or, or naive compared to the crushing despair that you actually experience <laughs> in your thirties, and where why aren't you where you should be by that particular time? Or maybe you should be proud of the accomplish, accomplishments that you have made at the, at that point in time. And it's, so it's these two. You know, one one with, you know, well, they both have obviously intimate knowledge of of the other, but it's a re- it's a really interesting look and kind of captures what it feels like for me at least to kind of be have been both of those ages and go, oh yeah, I remember being fifteen. Being fifteen was rad, and it was rad. Oh, was it? Being a teenager was awful, actually. Whatever it was, it's it ebbs and you know there are there are advantages to both. What's the art style? Uh, I couldn't explain it to you, but good, let's say. Good oh. and friendly and and fun and it's it's just it also it's kind of also a, li- a little bit depressing of of kind of like because she hasn't got the job that she maybe envisioned that she wanted wanted to have but it's a good job you know what I mean she does well she's got an apartment in Paris and whatever and but it's she's maybe kind of denying who she is as a person in some ways both versions and they're coming to terms with that and they kind of use each other to kind of kind of work through it and plus the relationship with her mother and all these kinds of things so yeah I would highly recommend it and. Uh, it's it's kind of an independently it was independently published, I believe, like last year. So I don't know how popular it is or not. But um, I, I, I sometimes I'll just Google best comic books of whatever, and then you, you just pick like 
one at random and this is the one that well, sounds really with. good yeah. mm. okay i'm definitely what was it called again uh it's called the girl who was going to be murdered <laughs> No, it's called the, yeah, Louisa now and then. Louisa L-U-I-S-A. now and then. L-U-I-S-A. And I'm 33. That's I what I figured, that. Claire. All right. Okay. And I also will read I Kill Giants as well that you bought for You're me. You're never going to. This is probably be a good lead into comics for you because I Kill Giants is like. I used to read Asterix religiously. I love that comic. Religiously? Is it, would you say Asterix is your religion? No. We said religiously. Well, I just used to read it really. Anyway, is, are you done? Can I do mine now? <laughs> with my asterisk bit that I'm currently <laughs> yeah, you're working struggling. Through? You're struggling there. I'm going to throw this asterisk bit. bit out there at an open oh, mic. God, <laughs> here he goes. Okay, no, that's legit. Sounds really good. I'm onto it. I'm into it. Okay, sure, my well. last suggestible for this uh, podcast episode is a musician. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually a record that you bought me as well because we have bought a record player and we give each other records every Christmas. We do. And birthdays, which I have to say is an awesome thing. If you are a couple out there, and we've had a few people tweeting us to say that they're couples and they listen together. It's the only podcast that some of the blokes could get their girlfriend to listen to Mm. that they might both like, which is awesome. I really appreciate that, by the way. I do. I really, really, it's so lovely. Thank you so much, guys. Mm. And it's a really cool tradition because we have sort of Spotify that just streams music all the time, but there's something different about actually owning an album definitely and having it in your hands and you got to kind of be conscious of like because it doesn't go for very long it's a record and what's next and it's cool yeah. with our son as well and exactly yeah. to actually see it work and mm. then listen and i love to the it. album art on oh some me records. too yeah. yeah it's really incredible well this album art and just is the beautiful. sound claire it's so rich oh, you know what i mean God. it's kind of a richness that you couldn't here he goes okay can i a streaming <laughs> service just that, let's move just along that, Crack that crackle, that oh, rich crackle. Good, here he goes. Sorry, go Sounds on. like roast pork. I do love roast pork. Going back to how much I love meat. Anyway, I shouldn't. I probably it's not even good for the environment, but it's delicious. Anywho, my recommendation is Courtney Barnett. She's, I know Courtney Barnett. Yeah, she is a Melbourne-based musician who's made it really big, actually, in the UK and the US. She um, is indie rock. Uh, she has Milk Records, which is her own record label. It's an indie label. And her debut album, she did a couple of EPs before that, including a friend called Emily Ferris, which she did really, really well. Um, but her debut album is the one you bought me, and it's called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit, which I think is kind of sums up my life in general. I just like sitting sometimes without thinking too just much, and it's excellent. Album. Mm. So it won four ARI Awards, including Best New Artist in 2015. It won a Grammy Award for International Female Solo Artist of the Year. Whoa. I know, crazy. And then in 2016, it also, yeah, won, oh, no, sorry, it won Best New Artist at the 58th Grammy Awards and then International Female Solo Artist of the Year 2016 at the Brit Awards. Mm. So she's just really smashing it and she's she grew up around here. She used to drive pizzas for a living before she kind of made it big. Like on a tour? Like on a – no, she just was a pizza delivery woman. I'm just saying. So which that I weird. really respect. She has – it's just a really fun song. Her influences are Darren Hanlon. Which I love is, Darren I know, Hanlon. Right? My favourite song of his is I Wish That I Was Beautiful For You. That's a good song. Oh, it's so good. I Wish That I Was Beautiful For You. So good. And then All These Things as My well. My favourite Darren Hanlon songs are Elbows and Falling Aeroplanes. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, those are really good ones too. He's brilliant. Uh, These are all Australian musicians. So Mm. I thought if you're somewhere overseas and you might not have heard of them, another one of her influences is Paul Kelly, who's one of my rallies. That's relatives, by the way. Oh, yeah, relatives. And he has written lots of music. One of my favourites is Meet Me in the Middle of the Air, Um, Careless, Every Fucking City Looks the Same, which is great. And If I Could Start Today Again. So those two blokes are are great musicians. But Courtney Barnett. Before too long. 
long. Yeah, so good. Jess Perkins loves uh, Paul, Paul Kelly. Kelly. She yeah. does, absolutely, from our podcast. Do go on. And so some of my favourite Courtney Barnett songs are so fu- – they're quite funny and dry. So she's a really amazing guitarist. She's actually left-handed. So she plays the guitar either upside down oh, or yeah. constructed. I'm just looking at this here, yeah. Yeah, she plays constructed guitars. So she actually gets them built specifically for a left-hander, which is amazing. And she plays acoustic, also electric. She played in a lot of other bands. But her favourite songs of mind, one's called Avant Gardener, which is basically about an asthma attack in a garden, which <laughs> – and it's just really funny. She has a really great way of kind of satirizing regular boring things and kind of putting in a punchy lyric. Yeah, right. There's another one called Depreston, which is basically about house hunting in Preston, which is a pretty depressing suburb of a... Melbourne. Though it can no, there's some great pockets. Preston's coming up, man. It what is coming up. About? Back yeah. when she wrote it, though, it was a pretty yeah, depressing yeah, place. So Depreston's cool. You do well to get into Preston now. You would, definitely. Um, there's one that I thought you might like. Um, it's called Dead Fox, which mm. is she saw a piece, like some roadkill on the road and she wrote it. But it's just a really funny great why song. would that be the one that i would like <laughs> i don't know i don't know i thought you might find that interesting i kill eight foxes all right here that. he goes and yeah one of the lyrics in that song is if you can't see me i can't see you and it's it's just sort of, like it works on so many levels it's obviously that's something that's written on the back of a truck right like if you can't see the truck oh, it is too. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's also there's a lot of layers to it it's kind of about her relationship as well it's quite funny and great yeah, she's got lots of really great ones and she released her second album, Tell Me How You Really Feel, on the 18th of May in 2018, which has done really well as well. I still prefer her first album, um, but C- City Looks Pretty is a track from that, from her second album, and that's really great as well. She's also openly gay and wrote a lot of songs um, and played in the band with her partner, Jen Cloher, they're not together anymore. Mm. And you can kind of tell that in the record that she released, Tell Me How You Really Feel, because they broke up in 2018. When oh, yeah, it was it's released. like 42 minutes of crying, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really sad. I'm sorry to hear That's that. really sad. Anyway, they started Milk Records together, um, which is an independent record label. So, yeah, just really, really great, interesting, cool musician. And um, she's probably got a great cover version of a song on like a version on Triple J. Probably. She would, definitely. Um, she also has a great song, Pedestrian at Best, and one of the lyrics is, give me all your money and I'll make some origami honey, and it's just really fun and fun. I mean, it sounds worse when you say it. It but does yeah. sound worse when you say it. But a lot of her songs are kind of half-spoken and sung. They're just great. But I'd start with Avant Gardner because that's really fun and depressed and is um, – Really fun as well. And Pedestrian at Best is actually good too. All right. She covered. We're at uh, 29 minutes, James. We've got to barrel it along. She covered uh, Kanye West's Black Skinhead on Triple J's, like a version. Oh. There you go. There you yes, go. Yes, we do. Now, do you have something that somebody has written in for for a recommendation? I actually have one in front of me. If All right. You, I'll just you... get mine. I do, but it's on my right. phone. Hold on. Uh, this is from Sarah, whose Twitter, Twitter handle is Chippy Loves You One. She read Three Women. Uh, she said, finish one of the most extraordinary books. This is one that you recommended. Uh, I have ever read in my life. Thanks so much, Suggestible Pod, and to me and you, but really it should be more to you because I have not read that book and I wholeheartedly do not recommend it. <laughs> oh, you haven't read it? You don't know. Oh, thanks so much. That's why I'm mate. saying. I'm so I glad don't she read, really not... enjoyed it. It's, it's very extraordinary, yeah. really deeply intense. So it comes with a caveat because it's, yes. it's a full-on book, but so worth a read. We're changing lives here, Claire. Just We're changing so, lives. Oh, one one, one oh my listener God. at a time. Yeah, I reckon my salads are going to really change people's lives, especially that you mock, Claire. You mock, mm-hmm. but you're probably Chef's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I have a recommendation from Ja Elijah. 
She says, hi, Claire, just catching up on Suggestible and thought if you enjoyed the book City of Girls, which sounded a lot like Tales of the City. There's a book series and many older seasons, but it recently had a Netflix original series in the modern day, which is wonderful and definitely fills that niche of women's freedom and sexuality and super diverse. Okay, Tales of the City. I'm totally going to check that out. Sounds right up my alley. Fantastic. Now, look, we're well over 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to say, look, if you want to leave a review on your bloody iTunes app, you're more than welcome to do it. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend, tell your partner, tell uh, the person next door, drop off a bag of lemons with a note saying... (laughs) Listen to Suggestible. Uh, th- uh, you could do a review uh, just on your app, like I said, like Toasty Future did, who said, five stars, top shelf stuff. After running on the slim side of leftover we- Weekly Planet episodes to listen to a work, I finally started drifting out to other Planet Broadcasting channels. And surprise, they've all been great so far. This one is no exception. Uh, and I love the recommendations given by Claire and James uh, and the laughs we get along the way. So far, I've got Dark Emu and the Lost Man to look forward to, books that I definitely wouldn't have heard of. Otherwise, thanks for the Suggestibles. Thank you. For the review, Toasty Future. Well, and thank you, James, for reading that in a strange voice. That's, you're welcome. Uh, you're a you, strange man. That's true. If you want to uh, reach the show at SuggestiblePod on Twitter. And Instagram. That's yes. where I like to live. I'm on Instagram at Claire Twenty. I On Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies, but I don't really tweet there very much. Twitter's quite angry. It is. It is. And I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. Goodbye, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic week. And remember, if someone comes into your house, you can cave their head in with a baseball bat. No, certainly not. No, just go to planetbroadcasting.com where you can find lots of other relaxing podcasts to listen to. That's true. Like Shusha. Like Shusha. Alistair Trembley Birchall's uh, sleep podcast. Very funny. And it's relaxation free. podcast. It's for yeah. relaxing. So great. Okay. okay. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Have a bloody good week. Right? Goodbye. Shh. Boop. That button makes a weird noise when you press stop record. Thank God the show's <laughs> over, Claire. Stop it! I hate doing this. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.